And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Doc Manson, Doc Manson, everybody wants to know the WWE draft is over. It is finished. Who are you more excited to see? Ridge Holland or hold on. Let me look for another name. You're not going to recognize Zia Lee. Neither. Is that an option? DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. I suppose. What about what about Gable Stevenson? Nah, I don't care about that at all. All right. I don't know who any of those people are. Jackson Zaya sounds familiar. I think Zaya is a thing. Um, that She was like one of those um, Chinese wrestlers that she they is. signed back in the day. I forget what the guy's name was, but he's done, right? Boa? Yeah. Or are you referring to Ho Ho Loon, who we watched in the Cruiserweight Classic all those years ago? don't know which one I'm talking about. I feel like, which one did they make a big deal out of signing? Um, Boa. It was probably Boa. Who, who, who is still part of NXT, but isn't doing much. Okay. I mean, all right. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. It's all good. Um, it, it, Did anything meaningful happen in this draft i know the answer is no but i figured um, i'd ask you and get your opinion well let's see well let's see well let's see uh overall thoughts you know, on, you know. But, but just just real quick though before i let you sure. give, give your overall thoughts we are less than two minutes into this show and we have jumped straight into the wrestling content that is that is dedication to our craft ladies and gentlemen that is what that is that is that's what they call craft services, I'm pretty sure. That is. I think. So, That's what uh, everyone does when they're not on the show. They go backstage and record podcasts. Yeah. So, totally so you know, continue. Continue giving me your, your lowdown of the down low. So my big problem. Well, no. Let's, let's go into actual thing. Uh, let's see. Biggie's now officially on Raw. Um, Bianca Belair is on Raw. I believe all of the... Four horsewomen are now on SmackDown, um, which is interesting. And one of the biggest things is perhaps uh, there are absolutely zero female tag teams besides the tag team champions. So I can't imagine that belt is going to last much longer. Oh, I don't know. And it seemed like that was a belt that was always going to be long for this world randomly smashing two ladies together who have nothing else to do. Um, just smashing them together, DC. I saw that look on your face. Yeah. You yeah. naughty boy. I'm not, that isn't what I meant. Just. And meanwhile, you're making a scissoring joke. That That is not acceptable, not DC. all what I was doing. There were yeah, no hand right. gestures. No, just the look on your face. It was... It was an interesting. Oh, it was supposed to be Top Dollar. That's what I was gonna say. Who what? Who are you more excited about, Ridge Holland or Top Dollar? I don't know who either of those people are, so I'll go with um, Top Dollar. 
because it sounds like I could get a good deal. How about Happy Corbin? Okay. Yeah. His, you know, his name is his name is now Happy Corbin. It's better than Baron. And he has a he has an associate named Madcap Moss. All right, you're starting to sell me on this. <laughs> I think you would actually enjoy them. They like, yeah. It, I've seen the hat, DC. Yeah. I've seen the hat. They they are they are two or three steps away from coming out to um, Yakety Sax. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's fantastic, and it's the one thing in Corbin's career thus far that I felt like I might have enjoyed. So. All right. You know what? Power to him. If you tell me that Happy Corbin is one of the best things on WWE television, then I believe you, DC. And I believe you. I haven't watched much. I will say I watched. uh, I was home today. I watched an episode of NXT from a few weeks ago. Oh, no. Are you are you are you feeling under the weather, DC? Are you feeling okay? I was feeling very stabby yesterday. Oh, I feel like that most days. I was going to start the show by asking about that. And then I thought, um, you know, that would just lead to us perhaps talking too much about our real life. Yeah, no reason to commiserate. No reason to relive of the bad memories, right? Like, we'll, we'll just we'll just shove those down deep down inside where we don't have to deal or process those emotions. Bottle them up so when they eventually come bursting out later. That, that was kind of what it was. Uh-huh. That, was, that right. was kind of what it was. Well, I hope your day off has put you in a better headspace. I read some comics. I, I watched some wrestling. Uh, I had a cinnamon coffee cake muffin, which was Ooh. delicious. Where was that from? Uh, the local bakery. Okay. That sounds pretty I good. Almost, I almost went out and got pho or some sort of Asian dish, but we had leftover pizza because after my hard day, my wife was like, I'll take care of dinner. And then she ordered Domino's. And I was like, all right, things, things are getting better. Things are looking up. Do you, speaking do of you which, only... speaking of which, as, as if, as if on cue, I'm talking about my wife taking care of me, Mrs. Manson walks in and I'm assuming is delivering some sort of treat. Is it dinner or is it? Is no, it it's, an, it's an after dinner. It's 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 the patented pumpkin chocolate bunt cake that comes out uh, once a year. You know, um, it's pretty good. Wow. <laughs> I enjoy it. I think she enjoys it more than I do, which is saying something. Um, but it is quite tasty. It is quite tasty. And it's warmed up. Um, there's like these chocolate chunks, you know, suspended in the cake. And when it warms up, they get nice and melty. Mm-hmm. Mm. Quite tasty. I'm very glad to hear. Uh, but yes, it was it was nice to be home. I'm going to um, give you a hard time about Domino's now. Okay. You live in. Well, I mean, I don't know what's around, but I feel like you live fairly close to what you might call a more populated area. So I feel like there would be a tendency towards restaurants and and businesses and things like that. So you mean to tell me where you are, the best option you have for pizza is Domino's. 
Have you had Domino's recently? No. It's probably been at least 15 years. And I will say, I did not dislike Domino's back then. I just, I always had this feeling like, just like how McDonald's isn't quite a hamburger, Domino's, not quite pizza. It's good. I just always felt like it was its own sort of thing almost. Fake pizza, if you will. I think you should try it again. I don't know if your area has one. I don't think they do. I don't think we but, do. But it is. it has gotten way better um, between being able to order online, which is both super convenient and allows you to customize. So we get, you know, a light sauce. We get, you know, you can choose like what kind of. When you say light sauce, do you mean a lesser quantity of sauce? Yes. Oh, low, okay. low amount of sauce. Okay. So we, you know, they have different sauces that we get, I think the hearty marinara sauce and we ask for low sauce because I think they give you an option. Do you want low, regular, or a lot of sauce? We go for the low. Um, you know, when you order it, it'll walk you through the process and it'll say, Kevin, just put your pizza in. And then, you know, 10 or 12 minutes later, you know, Kevin is quality checking. Do you think that's real or do you think they're just lying and putting things on a screen? Um, they do have the, you know, they're like, Dan, just left with your order. And they bring a map up and you can watch this little Domino's flag, you know, travel down my road. And so I I think they have to click a certain button or something to move things along. And sometimes they don't. But it's fast. It's relatively cheap. Uh, so we have is- a place nearby. It's a different. Well, maybe it's I feel like it's a different style of pizza. I think you've been there. It's called Blaze Pizza. Yeah. And it's like a build your own personal pizza style thing. Um, And so like they have a lot of different toppings to choose from. Would you say Domino's has become more customizable like that? Like, are there different sauce choices in terms of like, is there a, can I get a spicy red sauce? Do they have a spicy marinara of some sort? Give me a minute. Let me log in. I was just curious. Because I have an account. Now I'm thinking about it. There used to be a Domino's. On campus. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There. Right off the campus. I think, I think it's still there. Although I don't know that for sure. I may have to investigate. Uh, the, the real reason for me. Two words. Cheesy bread. I would just order four to six cheesy breads. If I could. Does. Does. I'm I am now forgetting. Does their cheesy bread come with a garlic component? Is it a cheesy garlic bread or is it just cheese and bread? There's some garlic component. They have a spice that they use and they put it on the pizza crust and they put it on <clears throat> the cheesy bread and it is quite good. It yeah, I think I think well going seasoned. back like a decade is when they first started doing whatever that was that they were applying to the crust, right? Yeah. Is it still the same spice that they're applying? Uh, I feel like it's better. We, we we would get Domino's back in the day, and it was fine. Um, but it's it's gotten better. And we don't have great quality pizza options uh, around us. We've I think we've talked about that before. Most of the local places. But, there used right, to be so a I'm real on, good place right down the road from you, but it's not there anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So right now, I'm like, all right, you get your hand tossed. You can get thin crust. You can get a handmade pan pizza. They got any gluten-free options? They got a cauliflower crust? They got keto-friendly? Uh, I, I am not seeing one, but I assume they have something. 
Okay. All right. Okay. And then again, so here are the sauces. Oh, uh, robust inspired tomato sauce. And again, you can choose normal, light, or extra. Hardy marinara. What's the difference between robust and hardy marinara? No idea, but we like the hardy marinara better. Have you tried the robust? Yeah. yeah. And you like the marinara better? Yeah. Okay. Uh, honey barbecue sauce. Well, that's not a pizza sauce. Unless, of course, you're getting yourself a chicken pizza of some sort, a barbecue chicken pizza, maybe with a little bit of bacon on there. I could see that. Okay, okay, continue. Uh, garlic parm sauce. Is that a white sauce? Yeah. Okay. All right. Alfre- Alfredo sauce. Okay, that's kind of gross. Or, wait for it, ranch. Yeah. They'll just put ranch on. So what you're telling me is there's no spicy marinara. Not that I can see. All right. Okay. <clears throat> and then again, you can cheese it up with extra cheese. Do they offer uh, cheese options or is it just mozzarella? You can get shredded provolone. You can get cheddar. You can get shredded Parmesan Asiago. What's your preference? We just do, we just do a regular pizza. Because again, for $5.99, you can get a pizza. And then for another $5.99, you can get a cheesy bread. And if you get two items... They'll deliver it to you. So for 15 bucks plus tip, we have dinner and lunch the next day. What kind of pizza did you get? The light hearty marinara with just mozzarella, like no toppings. Do you ever get toppings? Um, we will occasionally, they don't have, oh, no, we'll occasionally get like bacon and broccoli. But I think Domino's doesn't do broccoli, which is slightly disappointing. When you're a pizza person, like let's say you and the missus are going out for pizza or you're on vacation and getting a pizza, I don't know, not necessarily Domino's, are, is, are you inclined to get the straight up cheese pizza? Are you doing a one topping because you feel like you got to put something on there? Or are you going big and putting on the multiple toppings? Are you putting on, are you a five topping person? I guess. We will either just do regular cheese. My wife doesn't like pepperoni. Um, I don't always trust the chicken that they put on pizza. Yeah, like sometimes wise. it's just breaded chicken. Sometimes it's just looks processed. Um, we'll either go bacon, broccoli, or cheese, or we'll do like we have done a taco pizza. We have done a, you know. A barbecue chicken pizza from a you know from a place that we trust the chicken and it comes with like red onions and barbecue sauce and chicken and usually a cheddar cheese that's pretty good. Does Worcester Street Pizza still exist anywhere? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. They had a few weird pies that I enjoyed <sighs> back in the day. They even had like a peanut butter one. Peanut butter and bacon, I think. The king or something like that. It was good. It was good. Uh, yeah. No, it is good. It is good. It is good. So, yes. So, I, I would recommend. It's not my piece of positivity. But I would recommend giving Domino's uh, another shot. If you are ever of, able to. I know there is one, I believe, near your second job. If you... Like there is, the, yeah. Close to the campus. Yeah, but I can't get myself a pizza randomly delivered during lab or something like that. That would just be wrong. Now, if I were to get like five pizzas and share it with the class. Well, there you go. That would be nice. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, going back to wrestling for just a minute, the other thing is that there were a lot of NXT talents um, that got drafted. Oh. Zia Lee is the first Chinese-born WWE superstar, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, Hit Row, which does feature Top Dalla, along with other people you don't know. Oh, no, he does. Uh, Killshot. What is from Hit Lucha Row? Hit Row is Isaiah Swerve Scott's stable. Isaiah Swerve Scott was kill shot in Lucha Underground. Okay, I remember him. Um, and he has three people whom you will not know, so I'm not even going to mention their names, except I mentioned Top Dalla. Um, Dalla Dalla! But yeah, there are some. You know, there were some NXT call-ups, which was good, including uh, Ridge Holland. And so, you know, that is also nice to see. Uh, interestingly, right now, there are not a lot of big stars, like real popular, faint, like not a lot of big name wrestlers on SmackDown for the men. There's Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre, and that's about it. I guess All they're the getting other- serious about trying to build up some future stars, huh? Yeah. I guess you have Shinsuke, but like the, the fourth person might be Sheamus. Which again, he's not bad, but that tells you kind of Seamus or Cesaro. So, you know, a lot of the big names got moved to Raw. Kevin Owens on Raw. Bobby Lashley stays on Raw. Seth Rollins on Raw. Um, you know, RK Bro is on Raw. Through all of this, my one question is where did the face of my company, Johnny Gargano, end up? He was not drafted. So people were not drafted to NXT. So he remains in NXT. Okay. Um, I also read that he changed his Twitter profile. It used to say NXT superstar, and now it just says pro wrestler. Really? I don't know know if that means something or not. Uh, Johnny Gargano, pro wrestler, Clevelander. It's possible that he's done. I haven't seen him. Mm, mm. And again, I haven't watched, but, you know, Austin Theory got drafted to Raw, so he's gone. Candice LeRae is pregnant, so he's he's free to be perhaps a joker in a casino match later tonight. I suppose he could. He probably has a non-compete clause, but he did post on Twitter and it says what's next. And there is a picture of. You know, obviously some sort of display of all of his belts and a pair of brass knuckles for reasons. So, yeah. So so that's what I really want to talk about, DC. Convince me to watch Dynamite tonight. You've done a good job of that for a few weeks now. Why? why, There's got to be something going on tonight. But when we're done recording here, why should I flip on my TNT app? Well, let's see. This is, is this Dynamite Anniversary? I believe that's what this is called. Oh, yeah. Two-year anniversary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, all right. Here you go. Uh, the Elite. I've never heard Kenny of them. O- Kenny Omega, Generation Me, and Adam Cole. They, they. All right. Okay. We'll be taking on uh, Team Captain Luchasaurus. Yeah. Jungle Boy. Yeah. And two guys named Christian Cage and Daniel Bryan. Never heard Danielson. So that will be an interesting eight-man tag. Uh, there is a ladder match 
You've got, let's see. Okay, let's go through here. Um, this is AEW, the new AEW, the new. We're not going to take castaways from WWE, AEW. We've got Neville. We've got Andrade. We've got Dean Ambrose. We've got Lance Archer, who was in WWE for a hot second. We have Matt Hardy. And we have a Joker who could be Bray Wyatt. It could be, you know, Braun Strowman. So most of these people in this ladder match are going to be former. Uh, At this point, if you're still calling Pac a former WWE guy, I feel like you've got hangups. That's on you. You think so? I think so. At this point, come on. Uh, you have your uh, your Sammy Guevara, who is your new TNT champion. Yeah, I could care less about that guy. Taking on the debuting Bobby Fish. I don't like recently, Bobby Fish. Recently released from NXT. So it's Kyle O'Reilly going to be here soon then? That's the presumption? No. Well, he's supposedly injured. I guess he could be done and is waiting to go to AEW. They'll just hold on to him forever since he's injured. They'll claim he's not completing his dates. That could be. Extend his contract. NXT, oh no, the one I watched, there are a ton of new people. The people that I named already for you that you don't know, they're, they're veterans now. Like there's yeah. Bron, Bron Breaker and Joe Gacy and Josh Briggs. Joe Gacy? Joe Gacy. That's a poor that's a poor choice for a name. He sits in the ring in a chair and he reminds you that this in this ring, it's a safe space. He's like a counselor named Joe Gacy. Not John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, that's what Joe I'm saying. Gacy. It's awfully close to John Gacy. Um I obviously it's not, but it just feels like they were trying to uh, bring that to mind with that name, which just yeah. seems like a poor choice. I don't well, know. Yeah, I don't know. He's he was wrestling. I think on last night he wrestled somebody named Bobby Dahmer. Kidding about that one. And Al Bundy. <laughs> hey, Al Bundy, the shoe salesman, would have made a great. If you could bring back one show from the late 80s, early 90s, like a married with children and just bring it back now. Not but, not a reboot. You're just like you're 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 changing time. You're altering time and just having this show. Well, in- you know, they kind of did that with Full House, Fuller House, and I enjoyed Fuller House. It was garbage, overly saccharine, you know, crap, mm-hmm. but I still enjoyed it. Um, if you I had to fam. You want family still matters? No, they ran that show into the ground. All those later seasons with Urkel as the main character and becoming the cool Urkel and the time machine Urkel. And that show was terrible um, by the time it ended. Um, yeah, you know, I liked I liked Mary with Children. I could bring back Mary with Children, although I don't think it's going to work in today's setting. Some days I like to turn on modern family and pretend it's a continuation uh, of Married with Children, although... Al Bundy got rid of Peggy and married... Well, yeah, right. He, you know, later on, they finally got divorced, and he, and he, uh, you know, got himself married to a, a much younger Colombian woman. You know, sometimes I like to think about that. I don't know where he made all of his millions. I mean, somehow we made the, the switch from selling shoes to being a closet salesman or, or, or whatever that I'd, I'd like to believe 
All right. So Christina Applegate's character, Kelly Bundy, uh, became a pop star like Britney Spears. And Al Bundy was the conservator of her estate and was able <laughs> to keep all the millions that she made. All and, right. You know, and then, okay. and then when she wasn't popular anymore, he let her go. I think the real question is what happened to Bud? We don't, we don't talk about Bud. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Um, do you have a choice for that question? It's a good question. Um, Perfect Strangers always comes to mind. And Perfect Strangers was a spinoff of another show, wasn't it? Um, no, I think the so going back to family matters harriet winslow was in perfect strangers and she got spun off to make family matters okay yes yes she was yes. i think like the elevator operator or a security guard or something in the newspaper office where larry and balky worked that is totally yes that is totally it okay yeah um but yeah uh so going back to what you said you know serena deeb's going to wrestle she's pretty good I've heard that name. She was uh, the Straight Edge Society. She was the female in the Straight Edge Society. Oh, she's she back. Shaved her, she shaved her head. Yeah. She wrestled in the Mae Young Classic. I think we saw her there briefly. And now she's, uh, I think, an agent slash talent for AEW. So, Oh, we're talking about know. AEW still. Oh, oh, yes. Okay. Yes. So, we're, you know, right now this says there's only four matches. I'm sure there will be more. Although that uh, casino ladder match will probably take a while. But, you know. Any one of those multi-man ladder matches is usually good. You got Pac, you got Andrade, you got Orange Cassidy in there. Matt Hardy will dive off of something. Honestly, Pac is almost reason enough for me to tune in. I haven't seen that guy wrestle quite some time. And I, I remember- watched a match. I don't. Know, it must have been on Darker or Elevation, and I was reminded. Yeah, he does not follow the same rules of physics that other people do. Yeah. And I just like how he looks like a deformed little gargoyle. Oh, man. He kind of does. Yeah. Oh, man. They missed the boat with Neville. I'll tell you. I remember, um, what were they called? The Legionnaires? Like, early, early NXT. Enzo and Cass era NXT. And one of them, like, got their head shaved. And he was, like, the phantom. Like, he was, like, appearing in, like, the, like, corners of the thing but it's just because he had shaved off all of his hair including his eyebrows and i'm like that would have been a good character for neville he's the goblin of full sail university he just comes <laughs> out and wrestles we don't we don't pay him we don't know where he lives but he shows up and he's pretty good so uh we did talk about wrestling right off the bat so i i you know without going into a ton of detail uh how are you how was your week how are things how's life all good. Without going into a lot of detail. I'm good. All right. How are you? Yesterday was rough, man. I, I, I can't, I work personal work. Yeah. Okay. Work. There was just, you know, a decision was made. Um, oh no. That I, are you not allowed to wear shorts anymore? No. I'd have quit. <laughs> uh, Fair no. enough. Um, a, a decision was made that I thought was best for the children in my room on Friday. And then yesterday, um, 
the person, one of the people who was in the meeting totally forgot. And in, you know, it, it was, it was, I lost my cherub like demeanor. Mm. Um, and, you know, frustration came to the forefront. Yeah. Hurt somebody's feelings, which I didn't intend to do. Um, but such is life. It's going to happen sometimes. Uh, I am trying to get uh, GQ. There, there's going to uh, be a window washing job opening hmm. uh, in, in the town I work at. And I had seen that, you know, kind of on the town bulletin. And so I was like, hey, you don't like your job. You don't like washing windows over there. Maybe come wash some windows over here. Uh, but I haven't heard back from him. So, okay. Well, I, I think I'm going to see GQ this weekend. Uh, so I will make sure to bother him thoroughly uh, when he comes over. Is there another AEW pay-per-view I'm unaware of? There is not. Um, but it's probably going to be my piece of positivity. So we can talk oh, about it okay. I, I I'll wait to find out what beer garden you're going to. Um, um, I gave up beer. Did I? Did you know that? I gave up beer. Um, when was that? Geez, it wasn't all that long ago, but at this point, it's probably been three or four months at least. Okay. Yeah. Have you been having hard seltzer or hard seltzers allowed? Yes, they are okay. allowed. Um, right. Beer just completely messes with my GI tract. Like sure. I just sure. Like I can drink hard alcohol. I can drink the seltzers, but beer <coughs> cannot do it. So hmm. I was, I even had a thing where like I, I had, I literally shared half a beer with someone and I paid for it for four days wow. and I was just like, this isn't worth it. And so I gave it up completely and I haven't had a drop since and it's been, it's been good so hard. No, it's been fine. But. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have a regular seltzer, but not a hard seltzer. Uh, what were we talking about before that? Oh, I, GQ did uh, confuse us slightly when he we got a text that said, I'll be there for 300, which we both assumed meant three o'clock. And I was like, where, where are we going? Uh-huh. Did I miss something? I was very confused. Uh, but uh, GQ has said, allegedly, uh, that he will be he will be at least present for episode 300. He didn't say he would talk, but he will at least be present for episode 300. And it would be very nice. Uh, if that actually happens, I agree. So, who's going to guest host? Have you talked to anybody yet? No, nobody. You know, nobody mentioned it. Um, actually, no, that's not true. They, uh, Jeremy and Glenn and Brandon Banks did mention it. Uh, Glenn, of course, said anything we need, he would be happy to provide. Um, Jeremy doesn't know if he's, you know, up for the challenge of doing episode 300. That seems like a lofty task. And I was like, yes, you can. You can do it. I have full faith in any of I'm those kidding. people, but especially Jeremy. Sorry, Glenn. Sorry, Brandon Banks. Um, but yeah, you know, we should, uh, we got a little ways to go still, but we should start, you know, whether or not it's going to be one guest host and, or if we're going to do the thing where we rotate and every bestie gets a few minutes to 18 guests pick hosts. our brains. Hey, I think Brent would be all for it. Um, you know, AWI pod. We have another podcaster there. So I am sure something will happen. Something. Because like, what if we got Glenn on there and he hooked us up with his stream boat or, or whatever that is. And then he just cycled in 
besties um, to get their five minutes with us. And we could record it all that way. Would that work? Uh, yes. Uh, we could ask him to talk to his friend, Ricky, the dragon streamboat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, I, I think it would, you know, I, I have looked into that, that app that he uses. Um, you got to pay for being able to do anything more than just a single recording. So like when I had them on for the pop job episode, uh, I was able to do it for free, but anything more than that, and you'd have to pay for it. It's not that expensive. Um, and it was fairly easy. You know, I know you do all of your editing and we got to put the intro and the outro in and all of that sort of stuff. But, uh, you know, it would be doable. Hmm. So, hmm. although again, may, you know, maybe not as much if GQ is around, maybe not as much. Cause you know, he has the tendency to just start cursing a lot and yeah. badly about certain people. And we got to edit a lot of that out. It's true. That's true. Yeah. So, all right. Well, GQ ruining everything like usual. Yeah. So things are good. Work's not too, too busy. No, it's pretty busy. <laughs> Mrs. Manson mentioned today in the bestie chat that she doesn't think there will be a whole lot of Halloween decorating at Manson Manor. Are you inclined to agree? Yeah, probably not. But I didn't do anything last year either. So it's not. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Between that being busy and COVID. Still not super into the idea of people coming to my door. So you got to put candy out on the lawn again. Yeah. Yeah. I'll bury it. Yeah, well, I think we were planning to do the same thing we did last year, which is we're going to tape lollipops to our door. And people can, if they come up, they can just take them. And then we put a little note that says, if it's after 8 p.m., please feel free to take all of them. And somebody did. Nice. So, um, but yeah, you know, I'm, with the exception of the apple cider donuts, and we've been making some apple crisp, I suppose, um, I can't, I can't say I'm gotten super into the fall slash Halloween spirit yet. I keep seeing advertisements on Peacock. You know, it's, I don't remember what they call it, but they're, they're advertising all of their Halloween movies and they've got Freddie and Jason and Michael Myers and Chucky. And I want to see new movies, Peacock, not the same old, same old. They are advertising. It follows though. And I understand that's not new, but it's newer. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, you know, they've got Halloween Kills debuting later this month, which I am looking forward to. Um, is your is your good buddy Joe Bob doing anything for the season? He is. When when does that happen? This Friday night. Oh, God. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I'm sure you'll tell me about that later. Yeah. <laughs> and then GQ will come over later, I'm sure. And it certainly isn't all involved. God damn it. Uh <laughs> Well, you uh, asked, so, you know. I did. As, as soon as I did, I saw the look on your face, and I went, oh, man. Well, either way, ask. I can't wait to hear about it uh, when we get to that part of the show. Uh, speaking of which, since we have at least five emails, would you like to get to that part of the show? Are there other things on the agenda uh, that you would like to discuss? Podcast at DDTWrestling.com. Would you like to read uh, the email from the new bestie, Rich Brownstein? I don't have that in front of me. Okay. I'm going to read it because I know we're, we're going to save the, the he's the host of episode 300. Uh, so we got an email from Rich Brownstein. If you've not heard of Rich Brownstein, you're not alone. Uh, and it says, hey, GDT Wrestling, 
I'm a lecturer at Yad Vashem's International School in Jerusalem. They're specialists concerning Holocaust films. Hmm. My acclaimed book, Holocaust Cinema Complete, a history and analysis of 400 films with a teaching guide, is being published this month by McFarland Press. I would be honored to speak about my book on your podcast. Sincerely, Rich Brownstein. And then there is a little thumbnail of the book type, you know, the book. And it's two hands holding what looks to be a ripped cloth Star of David. Um, You know, there are four words by one, two, three, four, five different people. Uh, So, you know, clearly Mr. Brownstein, Professor Brownstein, Dr. Brownstein perhaps believes uh, that our podcast is the perfect place to talk about his new book. He certainly didn't, you know, reach out to every podcast in existence. You know, I it's think that us. I think that it it could it could probably be the greatest episode of DDT wrestling ever committed to the airwaves, or or, or the worst one. I'm not sure yeah. which. Definitely do somewhere you, between those two options. Do you feel like you have an adequate uh, understanding of the topic, uh, just specifically? Well, the history of Holocaust cinema has that come up on Horrid? Well, get, that's that's the question I'm going to have. Of course, he says, you know, there's 400 titles. I guess I'd be interested to know which movies uh, are it, that he is making uh, uh, this this analysis of, and is it movies a little bit outside of the box that you might not normally think of as being those types of films? I'd, I'd be curious to know what what qualifies. And maybe, uh, maybe, yeah, maybe he would be a good horrid guest or sound scary. I don't know. It, it's possible. It's possible. Like one of them could be apt pupil. That was a horror movie from a few years ago. I just read the Wikipedia synopsis of both the book and the movie like two days ago. For some reason, it was on my mind. I want to say the movie was like 99 somewhere <laughs> in there. but Yeah, because I remember I had different seasons. That was one of the first kind of grown up books that I read um, and, you know, different seasons has Shawshank apt pupil, uh, the body and the fourth one <laughs> whose name I forget, but it's not as good. I only read the first three. Yeah. Uh, but that, be- that became Shawshank apt pupil and then stand by me. So three, you know, fantastic. Well, kids say apt pupil was a fantastic movie. The book was better, but it had Surrey and McKellen. Um, but yeah, I'm looking at a, you know, Rich Brownstein's website on the Jewish Speakers Bureau. And, uh, you know, he's he's got some articles and things. So he would be certainly our most published uh, guest. Okay. So All right. know, we'll have to de- we'll have to decide if anyone, you know, if any of the people who want to guest host episode 300 want to talk to Mr. Brownstein, uh, we could probably figure out how to make that happen. Although he may when he realizes that we are a wrestling show, uh, he he may change his mind. Video games. That's the subject line from Brent. Newest addition to the bestie chat, Brent. And he's he's coming in week after week. He's oh, doing yeah. his job. I'm, I'm not saying that every bestie has to email week after week, but he's doing the work. Danielle. <laughs> Rachel, 
Um, Mrs. Manson. She never writes in. Uh, video games. I seen DC sent out a tweet last week about what was on everyone's pro wrestling video games, Mount Rushmore. And I was curious what would be on Doc and DC's Mount Rushmore of video games. Also, what is you all time favorite gaming system? Thanks, guys, and keep being awesome. I'm going to guess that you'll at least say for a favorite gaming system, does the PC count? Or are you actually going with a gaming console? No, I think it has to count. Gaming system is what he says there. So I think a PC counts. I think I'm fascinated to know your top four video, like Mount Rushmore. A video games or systems? No, games. It says Mount Rushmore video games, which I'm assuming are the four favorite, not the four best video games of all time, but your four favorite video games of all time because you have played far more video games than I have. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'd actually have to put some real serious thought into that question to answer it with any modicum of sincerity although i will say that i am 100 percent sure that on that list would be half-life 2 um sure half-life 2 phenomenal video game definitely on the mount rushmore of games um i'm not sure what else i would put on there though i mean i'm trying to think back to you know, games that I really, really enjoyed from my childhood. And certainly there was Half-Life, Half-Life 2. Um, I played a lot of Doom. I played a lot of Doom 2. I played a lot of Duke Nukem Forever. Not Forever. Duke Nukem 3D. Um, Quake, Quake 2, Quake 3, Unreal Tournament, Unreal, Unreal 2, Unreal Tournament 2, Unreal Tournament 2004. Oh, I Tournament. I'm remembering that now. Counter-Strike. Um... And of course, Diablo, Diablo 2, Starcraft, Warcraft, Warcraft 2, World of Warcraft. But I don't I don't know if any of those would Mount Rushmore does not include all the presidents. Yeah, I know. And like I don't know that all those would and I'm saying all those definitely wouldn't make a top four. Um and it's really weird because I think I'm I'm tempted to say that three of the four would all be games made by Valve. Nope, scratch that. Maybe all four would be games that were made by Valve. Um, it's entirely possible if I spent a lot of time thinking about it, my four games might be Half-Life, Half-Life 2, mm-hmm. Portal 2, mm-hmm. and Left for Dead. And those are all Valve? Those are all Valve. There you go. All PC games, all made by Valve. Uh, Left 4 Dead was technically developed by a studio called Turtle Rock, who Valve acquired uh, the rights for and helped them polish up the game. So Valve had a heavy hand on the final product there. But technically, that game was first developed by Turtle Rock. So, But the rest of it, yeah, all Valve. Um, and it you know, really runs the gamut. Yes, they're all first-person shooters, but the first Half-Life was like the very first game that used scripted events in real-time situations. 
And like they used it to masterful effect to set up all sorts of cinematic moments, the types of which just didn't happen in video games before Half-Life. Um, like they, they it, it's, it's this science facility where an experiment goes wrong. It opens a portal to another dimension. And so like mm-hmm. you would go into rooms and you would see like bodies being pulled into the air ducts, or you would see different scenes playing out with scientists being, you know, slaughtered by these zombie like creatures. And no, those types of, again, cinematic moment sequences really didn't exist in games before half-life. Um, and then of course, half-life two did much the same thing, but they tried to make the world more of a cohesive whole that felt more like a lived in place. And on top of that, they, they very much spent a good deal of focus on developing a, it doesn't really seem like it now, but what at the time was a realistic physics system for manipulating objects in the world. And again, like that was pretty revolutionary at the time and nobody was doing storytelling like them. Um, The storytelling, storytelling, storytelling that they were getting across in those games made them much more narrative experiences in a way that first-person shooters had not been, or most video games had not been up until that point in time. Um, Portal 2? Portal as well, the first Portal, but Portal, first Portal is only like a three-hour game, and it's got loads of personality, right? It's this puzzle game, really. You're manipulating portals and trying to solve puzzles for how to, like, transverse um, different rooms. Basically, you're solving puzzles. Um, But there's this fantastic narrative component to it as well, this really enjoyable voice acting of this sort of maniacal AI that's keeping you trapped in the facility called GLaDOS. And, you know, the way they expanded that out into the second game, they continued the story. The voice acting was phenomenal. Um, They even got, you know, other really well-known voice actors. I forget who that was. It was a British guy. Um, I'm forgetting who that was. The voice of the personality um, sphere. I'm looking at Will Wheatley. Wheatley was the name of the sphere. And anyways, so that game was again phenomenal. It went even further, I think, in the narrative storyline sense. And then Left 4 Dead, again, I love zombie games, but they just made this infinitely replayable series of levels. Um, and they had they it was a masterful work of this AI director that would interpret how well or easily you were getting through the levels and would sort of spontaneously make the game more or less difficult by generating hordes of zombies. So every time you played it, it never really worked out the same way again. And it's, a, it's a pretty much meant to be a co-op game. You play it with three friends, left four dead, four people playing, right? And yeah. I love cooperative games. That's why my favorite form of gaming. I don't really care for competitive gaming that much. Uh, so Left 4 Dead was just phenomenal, amazing, plus in a horror genre, you know, that I love, and they really just did a really great job with it. All the characters were really cool. There was great voice acting. And the way they did storytelling in that game, I also love. There's not a lot of story in that game at first glance. But as you sort of play the levels over and over again, you start just getting a feel for what happened to the world from 
the the voice lines between the different characters, which are dynamic and change depending on what's happening. You get to these safe rooms between levels and there's like writing on the wall and like you can start to piece together things that happen. So it's this really strange way of disjointedly telling you a story without ever telling you a story, but it's there in the world if you care to pick up on it. And I always thought that was super, super cool as well. Um, so really, yeah, the, I mean, Valve is probably, they're definitely on my Mount Rushmore developers and I can make a good case for my Mount Rushmore to be all just their games, but don't get me wrong. There are plenty of other games that I, I think are deserving, but Steven Merchant. Yeah. I, I couldn't for. remember. He played Wheatley, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, yeah. Real I good. Four. My four, uh, you mentioned one of them. World of Warcraft has to be on there in terms of the number of hours that we, oh yeah, Doc Manson and myself, sat <laughs> in one apartment that we shared. The upstairs was basically just a bedroom on one side, a bedroom on the other. And with a, we all both had our desks facing the wall. So with our doors open, we could see each other, both facing the same direction, spending plenty of hours being Torin hunters and shamans running around. Um, so world of Warcraft's got to be on there. Skyrim's got to be on there. Uh, and then WCW versus the world, which is a PS one game that I spent God knows how many hours playing. Uh, and then for the, for the GQ of it all, really any of the SmackDown games that he and I played over the years, I'd pick here comes the pain. Cause it has the great Brock Lesnar uh, trailer. The, where he's clearly reading cue cards. The wrestling game that I spent the absolute most amount of time in, I played this game ad nauseum as a child, uh, was Raw for the Sega Genesis. Ah, yeah. there we go. That's probably the one I played the yeah. hell out of. But. And then, uh, what was the other one? Um, the X-Men game. What was it? X-Men Legends? Oh, yeah. Come back. Anytime. <laughs> it, <clears throat> yes. Again, another game that Doc Manson and I spent many hours playing. Uh, but yeah, that would be my my top four. And my favorite system is, pr- I like the PS4. Um, probably the PS2. Because I think that had a lot of the, uh, again, those SmackDown games that I played so much. Um, so yeah, great question, Brent. Excellent as always to hear from you. Staying in the video game milieu. Uh, we turn to Mitchell Monroe, and his title is called Smash Characters. Now, I know that neither of you are huge Nintendo fans. Hey, I resent that comment. I don't. But I think it would be hard to deny that Smash Brothers Ultimate has, in some vein, transcended Nintendo as a celebration of all of gaming history. It's featured over 450 games in some capacity, and has 10 different publishers in its core roster of 89 fighters alone, not counting different developers under the same publisher or old publishers that originally made the character and have since been bought out. Even so, with Sora from Kingdom Hearts now being announced as the final character for the game, I thought it'd be fun to ask you too, as people who primarily game in non-Nintendo environments, who your most wanted character for a game like that would have been. So, who you got? 
Uh, my first question to you is, have you ever played the Smash Brothers games? Yes, I played quite a bit of Smash Brothers Melee on the GameCube. And I think I played the one after that, whatever that one was called. Um, sure. But that's about all look- that I've played of that. I'm looking at all the characters. It is pretty impressive to have uh, this many characters in this game. You know, my my question is, you know, they they all have, if I remember, do they all have separate moves? I think they do base. They have. Like, they, are there yeah, kind, they do. They have different move sets. Yeah, it would be interesting to see, you know, how all of those move sets work. Like you've got your Pokemon characters, your Mario characters. But then you also have Snake Plissken. No, that's you have no, Sephir- no, 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 no. You do. No, you don't. You could have you could have Snake Plissken uh, going up against the Wii Fit Trainer. No, no, no. Snake is not Snake Plissken. Snake is Solid Snake. Am I sh- am I showing my lack of knowledge in the Metal Gear franchise? Yeah, Snake Plissken is not from Metal Gear. Snake Plissken is from Escape from New York. Kurt, Kurt Russell. Solid Snake is no doubt based on Snake Plissken. His last name isn't, his last name isn't Plissken? No. Oh, okay. I learned something today. I don't know if he has a last name. Does Snake have a last name? Uh, let's see. Solid Snake, former Green Beret. I only played one Metal Gear game, and it was because it came, I believe, with the PlayStation 2. Mm. Uh, but it had Vamp and Fortune, and I enjoyed that. I mean, I'm not seeing too many characters in this game that are unrelated to Nintendo properties. Like, I don't think it's very impressive the way that Mitchell has painted it from all these different publishers. Because most of these, like, I'm sorry, like Mega Man. Okay, yeah, Mega Man is a Capcom character technically, but I'm pretty sure everybody thinks of Mega Man as being a Nintendo character because of the great yeah. presence those games had on the original Nintendo system. Don't get me wrong. I guess, I guess Mega Man did show up later incarnations on the PlayStation. Was that Mega Man X and X2? Was that PlayStation? I don't know. But I still feel like in my heart of hearts that they're mostly Nintendo characters. Same with even like Ryu or, or, or Cloud. Like Final Fantasy has always been, well, I guess again, they did make a hard break transition to PlayStation at some point. But in my heart, because again, I played a lot of original Nintendo, um, Final Fantasy to me always has had its origins in the Nintendo ecosystem. Same with Street Fighter, Street Fighter 2. That was a Super Nintendo game through and through to me. Um, The only games I'm really seeing on here are characters even. I mean, like Steve, who is from Minecraft. I mean, yeah, they do have Sonic, which again is Sega. Right. And I guess they've got Terry. Is from SNK, but Banjo Kazooie, I guess, deserves an honorable mention. There's not a lot, but yeah, I don't feel like there's a lot that are really that. It's not like each of these ten developers are sending ten. Yeah, again, I guess Solid Snake is very much a PlayStation person, but I I don't know. I I want to say though, of all of this, of all of this, the big tragedy to me is is the fact that they have playable in this game uh, uh, the dog from Duck Hunt and after all of these years we have determined that his name is Duck Hunt because <laughs> that's what they call him in this game the dog is According Duck Hunt Wikipedia. Yeah. I think that's a tragedy well and I'm like okay so you have Ryu and Ken from Street Fighter 
but no Blanca, no M. Bison, no E. Honda. Where's Chung Lee? Hey, if you're gonna, if you're gonna go with the Street Fighter characters, put them all in. I will say I think you know? Rob is an inspired choice. I think that's fantastic. That he was a robot that came with some early special editions of the Nintendo Entertainment System. I think that's a fun pull. I've always wanted to go back to his question. I've always wanted to see, you know, we've had like Marvel versus Capcom, which is fine. But I've always wanted to see a fighting game that incorporates Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, Tekken, like all of the the great fighting games. And, you know, uh, so if you wanted. Along those lines, have one. What's that? Say again. Do they have one? No, I don't think they do. Um but like, you know, along those lines, getting more characters into the next smash, I, could, I see a path for that, right? Because Steve is here, which means they were willing to do the work with, with Microsoft. Um, they've got some characters here that were more PlayStation characters. Um, I mean, Snake is really from um, Konami and, you know, Banjo-Kazooie is probably, I'm going to say Activision. I don't know if that's right, though. I forget. Um, but yeah, no, doing the work with Microsoft, that means it opens the way to you could get um you could get any of the characters from the Elder Scrolls in there, any of the different races in the next one. You could get the Doom Space Marine in there because they now own that as well. Um, those are the types of characters I would think of. Gordon Freeman from Half-Life, the Space Marine. I'd want to see people in there that were just like total badasses, kind of like Snake, you know what I mean? Like like having having the equivalent from some other some other classic games. Um, and I don't have the reverence for, for metal gear solid that a lot of people have. So I, I don't, I'm not, I personally don't see snake and go, Oh, cool snake. But again, I think I, it's because I'm a little bit, my nostalgia runs a little bit older even than metal gear solid, you know? So, uh, that's probably part of it. Going back. You've mentioned doom two now on a couple of occasions in this, um, episode. Which of the monsters from Doom 2 did you find the scariest? Do you remember? Hmm. No, I don't remember. I I, I will say, I remember this. Um, when I was a kid playing Doom, I was probably too young really to be playing it. And so in those levels... Now, it's not just that the, the monsters are scary, but like over the soundtrack, which was always some really killer heavy metal style tracks, right? They always had like sound effects of monsters like snarling and screaming and breathing, you know, playing. Mm-hmm. And this was back before the day of like tying sound attack sound effects to characters wholly. You know what I mean? It's like you could kill every enemy in the level, just not have found the exit and the snarls were still playing. You know what I mean? And that used to freak me out as a kid. I used to play Doom a lot of times with the music turned off, uh, so I didn't have to hear that, because that unnerved me more than anything else, more than any of the visuals, certainly. Um, I don't know. What of the monsters did one of them, like, did the appearance frighten you, or...? I, I the name now that I've done the research, <clears throat> the Caco Demon, the red yeah, yeah. floating, okay, like Cyclops sort of thing. Um, but again, it was different for me because this was the first game I think that I ever played with God mode. Okay, 
So as scary as some of them were, you were invincible. I was was invincible. Although I do remember like audibly screaming and like running away in the game uh, because you would forget that you were invincible. And like, all of a sudden you see some new thing and you're like, Jesus, what the heck was that? So I also played the version where you could like, you did the code, you can run through walls and just break the game. ID clip. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I want a you know giant uh, video game, a giant fighting video game featuring everybody. Just like I want a wrestling video game that has you know four hundred and fifty wrestlers. I don't have to they have that. Create a character. It's called Fire Pro Wrestling, and you can download anybody who ever existed. Uh, yeah, but that's created characters. Yeah, like well, I want. A, that's the only way it's ever going to happen. I know. Yeah. Uh, speaking of wrestlers and lo- giant lists. Look at this segue. Uh, Brandon Banks, the wrestling ranking show. Hey, I know you guys just talked about last week, but do you remember when the McMahons and Hunter came out and said things were going to change? Remember that? Okay, just asking. Has nothing to do with the subject header. Keep up the work. (laughs) Send for my iPhone. Okay, point taken. Um, You know, I don't think uh, we expected life to get this crazy. No, no. I wasn't expecting to... I was not expecting to work at the other campus at all this fall. Uh, I was planning to not do that again this year until uh, they offered me the the lecture. And then that made me stupid busy, unfortunately. I don't mean to make excuses, Brandon. Um, But yeah, my my free time quickly evaporated. We will get to it. Perhaps that is episode 300 as we just do (laughs) an all day. This is it. There will only be as many wrestlers as exist in this recording. And then we're done. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's on our, uh, it's on our list. I don't know where Glenn's email came chronologically. Cause I don't have it. Oh, did we pass it? Yeah. Do you want to? Okay. Ghosties and ghoulies and things that go bump in the night. Hi guys. Last week I spent the week vacationing at my mother's as it was her 85th birthday. One evening, we were talking about the best Halloween party we ever had whilst running the poob. I DJed the night with a playlist of all the usual seasonal classics, as mentioned on Sounds Scary. We had a lot of people in fancy dress, and some came in their usual gear, which was scary enough. A huge screen showed clips from both the vintage Universal monster movies as well as modern classics. The pub was situated next door to a church with a large large graveyard, the perfect place for photo opportunities for the assembled monsters. So, question this week is, what was your most memorable Halloween party? Thanks, Glenn. Uh, DC has never been to a Halloween party, I would guess. False. Oh, all right. Lay it on me. Um, the only one I can remember <laughs> is uh, probably senior year of high school. One of my dear friends had a barn uh, behind her house, and the second floor of the barn was just kind of this big open uh, space and they converted it into, 
you know, a party place. So there was a whole bunch of people. Um, it was probably the first time, again, like senior year of college, not college, high school. Um, it was probably the first time that I went to a party and it felt like, you know, it was, I'll say a college type party. It did not feel like your typical kind of high school party, which was often, Hey, let's go hang out in our friend Rob's basement. He's got GameCube. We're going to play Goldeneye for eight hours. And, you know, maybe we'll have a second TV. We drag down where we'll have a movie on in the background and, you know, Hey, there's these new things called DVDs. Can you believe it? You can actually choose what scene you want to see and you don't have to rewind and fast forward far out. Right. And, uh, you know, so I went as a vampire. I got like black hair dye and I did my hair in black and I had, this was probably the first year I had the goatee. So the goatee was in black. Um, I kind of did like a whitish sort of powder thing on my face. I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, you look like Tommy dreamer. That's awesome with the black hair and the goatee. Cause I thought that was cool. Kind of bad in hindsight, given what we know about Tommy dreamer now. Um, and you know, uh, we went and we hung out and there was not any alcohol, but there was a punch bowl and, you know, we just kind of hung out and there was dancing, which again, never happened at a party that I went to. And so it was a, I have a memory of someone sitting on my lap. I'm fairly certain it was a woman. Oh boy. It's getting but, scandalous in here. Oh, it is dark. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. No, I don't, you know, I don't think there was any, you know, hanky panky or anything but it was just you know it was a nice way to just sort of chill everyone was in costume and we just kind of hung out and so that was nice um i don't remember any before that i'm sure we did the thing with the peeled grapes and the pasta and you reach your hand in and ooh, scary but uh what about you i don't know if i i, I honestly don't know if i went to too many halloween parties it's funny though because you know tall guy friend of the show tall guy he had parties yeah. all the time growing up and they had this big old barn off to the side and like i remember going there for all sorts of different holidays throughout the summer i remember going yep. there for new year's eve and i'm sure we must have done it for halloween but i have no specific memories of halloween happening there um it yeah. must have happened, but I don't have any recollection. He did have a, like he had Memorial Day parties, Fourth of July parties, Labor Day parties. I went to like, you know, we only would have done it in the college years or maybe just after. And I went to at least probably 10 or 12 yeah. parties at Tall Guy's house. So, yeah, they were happened all the time. But I don't remember any Halloween parties. The only real Halloween party mm. I can remember, I was much younger. I was probably like in middle school. And I went and I went to, um, yeah, a classmate's house. It was also her birthday party. She, she had been born like right around that time, you know, and but it was, it was a birthday sure. party combination costume party. And I, you know, I I went as a mad scientist with, with you know, I did my hair up with um, with uh, hairspray and, and also baby yeah. powder to turn it white. You know, I had the lab coat. Uh, were you going for a Doc Brown look or just like the typical mad just scientist? Just typical mad scientist, I think. Um, and yeah, that's I, I remember like the party was mostly like in the basement. And yeah, there was like cake and there was punch and we played games. Although I don't remember exactly what we played. Um, 
again, pretty innocent because it was probably like, you know, seventh grade or so. Sure. Um, that's really the only recollection I have of a Halloween party. I think I did go to go to a Halloween party at college, which really yeah, just consisted of walking over to the apartments and kind of just yeah. walking around and looking at all the drunk people hanging out of trees and, you know, yeah. various states of undress and then being like, yeah. huh. And then going home. Yep. That was all of my off-campus party experience. No, that's not true. The marching band oh, party was actually pretty fun. You know what? Remember, I think I've told this story on the show before about how we went to um, a karate party, like after karate, and the sensei was there, and there was a girl yep. who bending over with the butt crack, and he said plumber. Yep. I think that was yeah. technically a Halloween party. Now that I thought about it, having said marching band parties, um, freshman year, that was the only year I was in the marching band, it was terrible. Yeah. Uh, there was a Halloween party. Uh, I brought a puppeteer with me. We were dressed as the old priest and the young priest from The Exorcist, a movie I still have not seen. Uh, but I had a suit coat. He just had a black button-up shirt. He's got the baby face and me with the facial hair. It kind of worked. We walked across the street and waited uh, in like a parking lot for a ride to come pick us up. Uh, there was a girl who was dressed as male genitalia, yes. including with two baggy things by her legs. Uh-huh. What were those? Um, I'm sure that she had some sort of balls in there. <laughs> uh, Luggage. We got in the car. We went. I remember where it was now. It felt like we were going, you know, anytime I got in a car, I had no idea where I was going. But now I'm like, we went maybe five minutes down the road to an apartment. We were out behind the apartment. You know, there was some uh, imbibing. We just kind of hung out. The puppeteer spoke in an Irish brogue the entire time, which as the night went on, got funnier and funnier because he was doing it more and more poorly. Uh, and then eventually we got back in the car and went back. But that was technically a Halloween party. Yeah. Now, when I think about Halloween, I think about the days that we did well past college in which we drove up to. Uh, the haunted overload. I enjoyed that. And, you know, would go get food and eat fried Oreos and then go, you know, traipse about. Those were fun times. Yeah. I would love to go back to haunted overload someday. I am sure you will. We also worked haunted hayrides, which made going oh, to Halloween parties difficult. You know, that might be a large part of why I don't yeah. have a lot of Halloween party we members. We were working every Friday and Saturday night. And pretty much. All the way. And the through. thing that you also you probably you would you would realize if you thought about it, but tall guy and I worked the hayride long before we were ever yes. working it in college. That's why yeah. I have no recollection of Halloween parties. No, you were. Working. We worked our entire high school at the hayride throughout the entire yeah. month of October. Yes, yes, that explains why I have we, no recollection of we, Halloween parties. We cracked it. You would think that you, being the big horror movie fan, would have gone to all of them, but no, you were getting paid to yes, scare the crap out scary. of people. Yes, that's why. Oh, uh, yes, sorry about that. I was just talking about that the other day. Yeah. And, you know, the, the fun of going up there and, you know, jumping out of a cornfield and, you know, getting a fire pit going. and It was both fun you know, and the most miserable existence imaginable at the same time. Um the only time it was miserable for me, it was because every time, every year I would jump 
and crack my knee into the cu- into the cart and hurt myself and then be in pain yes. for the next two yes, weeks. Yes, I, I, me as well. Because I, inevitably, I ended up working at the stupid um, devil pit and I'd have to jump in. And yeah, my knee's also not great. Not great. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, the worst part was the year we tried to run it. Oh, actually, that wasn't. Maybe there was a. You know, eventually, our our drama group kind of took it over and was in charge of all the entertainment. Uh, that was fun when we were in charge, and then other people were in charge who I may and may not have dated, and then we had broken up, and they like still wanted my help, and I was like, "Yeah, this is not going to work." <laughs> yeah, they were terrible. Oh, oh they were terrible. College. People. Okay, so uh, uh, Jeremy with our final email. Old Bo Dallas had a farm. MLW Hoss fight. I'm assuming I'm supposed to say that kind of old Bo Dallas had a farm. farm. MLW Hoss fight. According to a tweet made from at wrestle purists, a fine wrestling account to follow for anyone so inclined. None other than Bo Dallas was approached by MLW, a fine, fine wrestling promotion that deserves more attention and is definitely not a shite program for shitey people, as was once claimed by one doctor, in quotes, Dr. Manson, to work for the promotion. ML- uh, Jeremy, you were going to host episode 300, <laughs> but now you're throwing shade. I don't think you're going to get the chance. MLW owner Court Bauer, a gentleman and a scholar indeed, said that Bo Dallas is more interested in farming at the moment rather than getting back into the wrestling business. What do you guys think Bo Dallas farms? What would his roadside farmer stand look like? What finished product would he be selling? By the way, you can catch the most anticipated years in the making MLW title fight between champion Jacob Fatu and Alexander Hammerstone tomorrow night on Vice following the newest episode of Dark Side of the Ring. The build for this match has been chef's kiss perfect, and it will not at all be a shitty match on a shitty program for shitty people, Dr. Manson. Deep in it, Jeremy. Bo Dallas has a YouTube channel. Mm, mm-hmm. And... I subscribed before he released a video and then his first video came out recently and he's, he starts by introducing it. Cause he, you know, he hosted a cooking show on WWE network briefly, um, like a cooking competition show featuring the wrestlers. And, you know, in this video, he's making chicken thighs, man after my own heart, but he starts talking about all the stuff you're going to see on his channel, including his crazy conspiracy theories and all of this stuff. And I was like, Oh, Bo Dallas, I don't know if I have the energy to deal with all of that. So uh, he does say he is more interested in farming, which is just fine. I believe he owns a farm with Liv Morgan. I don't know if they are business partners. I don't know if they are uh, in a relationship. Uh, But you know what? I want Bo Dallas. I want Taylor Rotunda to be happy. If he is more happy farming, great. What do I think he farms? Uh, I think he's got a big garden and he's got some animals and he's probably got a little slaughterhouse, which is a little creepy. Uh, His farm stand 
you know, he would have to have believe it's organic. He would have to have a slaughterhouse. So he has a place for his creepy brother to hang out uh, when he visits. Right. That would just have to be. You mean the Joker? Yeah, right. I kind of feel like uh, Bray Wyatt is going to show up and it's going to be kind of like the fiend. But if the fiend were the Joker and that's going to be the new character now, the Joker. Wyndham return. Nah, I hope not. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure he sells, you know, maybe he's got like a freezer where you can pick up some, you know, chicken legs or some chicken gizzards. Maybe he's got some lovely heirloom tomatoes. I think maybe he um, provides stud services. Um, perhaps he collects semen from bulls and things like that and has a freezer full of it and sells it on the market. That's the kind of farmer I think he is. According to Wikipedia, uh, let's see here. Um, started a real estate family business with fellow professional wrestler Liv Morgan. And, you know, Dallas and Liv Morgan have a farm that they live at together and have started a family real estate business. The two have been studying to prepare for their life after wrestling. How can it be a family business if they're not family? Maybe they plan on getting married. But they're not, right? Well, I suppose it depends on the definition of family. Okay. All right. I would consider this to be a family podcast. I would not consider this to be... Not family friendly. Uh Not family friendly. I didn't say that. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. But... Well... We are... I've always thought, considering we are, what, three days apart, I... I've always thought we're we're just very, 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 very late a born apart twin. Clearly, clearly. Uh, are you going to watch the shitty wrestling show that Jeremy talked about? Uh, at some point, yes, but I have not watched any AEW. I watched a bunch of uh, 2001 wrestling, including No Way Out, which was fine. I, like I said, I watched some NXT, but... I don't know if it's because I spent so much time creating stuff or because I'm using my time to, you know, podcast or read comic books, but the the urge to keep up is not totally there. I mean, there, I'm sure it'll come. And part back, of it I but, feel like is there's just so many things to keep up with, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of hours of products yeah. every week, so yeah. You know, and MLW is only an hour and I guess the match will be great and Hammerstone's going to win and it's entirely possible that Jacob Fatu will head to AEW or the WWE or anywhere like that. But, you know, we'll see. It's it's on my list, but my list is pretty lengthy. Um, plus, he called into question your bona fides. He did. Your curriculum vitae. So. He put, my, he put my, my, uh, my title there in quotations as though he yeah. was doubting my credentials. That's no, that's no bueno. Got to support, got to support my bro. Yeah. Uh, speaking of bro, uh, I I don't have the foggiest. So could you please tell me what in the world is your uh, piece of positive? This Friday night on Shutter, it's Joe Bob Briggs Halloween hoedown. Um, you know, going to be hosting a couple of flicks. Don't know uh, what the flicks are as usual. And, um, yeah, it's going to be a good time. Looking forward to watching it. We usually only watch the first one before we shuffle off to bed. 
And it sounds like GQ is going to do his best to get away and head on over to Manson Manor to watch that first wow. movie with us as well. That would be great. Yeah. I suppose other people are invited if anybody wants to watch horror movies and they're listening to this show. I don't know if Rachel likes horror movies, but you know, you can come over, Eric. I know you like horror movies, although I don't know if you're in town. If if the doorbell rang and you opened it and Glenn was standing there. Yeah, come on in. I don't have any beer, but you can have a hard seltzer. <laughs> I'm sure he'd bring his own and some lovely biscuits for you to mm, try. Biscuits? Are you, are you watching the new season of The Bake Off? Not yet. Or, or is Mrs. Are you waiting for the whole season for, so you can binge it? Because it's coming out on a weekly basis. Oh, then yeah, I'll probably wait to binge it. I didn't know that. Um, last yeah. episode of Ted Lasso's coming out this week, so I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I... I uh, I looked into finding, uh, f- consuming, if you will, uh, Peter Pan gone wrong, uh, yeah. the Chris a Christmas Carol gone wrong, and uh, yeah, I couldn't find that one, but I found and, like Peter an Pan episode zero of a second season of that show called uh, it's a kind of a Christmas episode, the Nativity of the Gone Goes Wrong show. Um, I found all those and watched those. Those were all a hoot and a holler. Um, I will say after a bit, you start to feel like it's, it's the same shtick. Yeah. And yeah, that's not something you can watch a lot of in a no. while before you're like, I get it. No, it did make me want to go it back and wrong. rewatch the first episode of the first season. I think that's the one with like the haunted house tile mystery thing. The law. Yeah, that one I kind of want to go back and watch again. <laughs> That's yeah. a great one. Yeah. That's very good. But anyways. I'm also fond of 90 Degrees. Yeah. Uh, you, though, what is your piece of positivity, DC? Uh, let me find oh, it. Okay. I'll hold it up for you to see. Oh, God. Put it back. Clothe yourself. that. That's a squishy-faced little child of the human variety. Uh, yes. Uh, we, we are aunt and uncle for the second time. Deuce. So Saturday, uh, Saturday morning, uh, three weeks early. Um, young Evan was born down there in the Carolinas. Uh, I doubt we'll see him and meet him in person until he is, uh, back home in new England as there's going to be a slight half cross country move. Uh, in the next month or two. Uh, But yes, so uh, we have a new nephew. We are very excited. Um, So now we have, there'll be a four-year-old. His birthday's coming up again, right around the time that the Evan was supposed to be born. And then we have a new one. So that was a very nice thing to, uh, to find this weekend. And so we were able to FaceTime on Sunday and check in with the family. Everybody's doing well. Everybody's happy. So good to hear. Life is good. But that's that was pretty I, nice. I need so, to yes, I need a, to ask though. Are yeah. you the cool uncle? Definitely. All right. I I get in trouble slightly because uh, because I am the cool uncle. That means my wife has to kind of be the uh, rule following. Uh, I don't want to say disciplinarian, but you know, I <laughs> we were we were uh, regale us with one good cool uncle story, please. <clears throat> 
Well, it's, we were we were FaceTiming this weekend, and in order, you know, there's a newborn in the house, so in order to keep the three year old occupied, they have introduced him to an iPad. Mm. So they tried two or three times to get him to come over, and he did, bringing the iPad. At no point did he really look at us, <laughs> but at one point, you know, my brother in law was like, "Hey, hey, look who we're talking to! Look who we're talking to!" And he looks over and goes, "Hey, DC," and I went, "Oh." <laughs> And I just felt my wife get a little colder. <laughs> I was like, and Aunt Mrs., you know, Mrs. Matthews is here too. And he didn't respond. <laughs> and I was like, oh. oh. man. Well, that's good to be the cool uncle, though. This means, do, do, do you get them gifts? Do you, do you sneak them snacks? Oh, sure. how, what, how is it that you have earned the title, the moniker? Um, I make silly faces because a, most of our correspondence has been online like i've seen him plenty but we facetime more often than i get to go down there he lives in north carolina and so you know we'll the when he's paying attention you know i don't do a lot of the talking because it's not my family technically this is my brother-in-law so i'm making faces at him and he's making faces at me and so when i get there and we are in person the only thing he wants to do is continue to make faces or weird noises oh boy yeah not inappropriate noises, but I'll make a sound, and then he tries to make it, and so yeah, we we are a little goofy together. Yeah, that's good. That sounds like a fun time. But yes, it's a it's an enjoyable time. I look forward to having more enjoyable times again. They will be um, probably relatively close to the haunted overload uh, when they are finally settled. Oh, cool! And so that will be lovely. But yeah, that was that's been the excitement of the last few days here. So uh, with that, we come once again to the end. Are we at 290 now? Yes, we are. Um, I probably should mention this off the air. Uh, I have our yearly open house, which always seems to fall on whatever night we're recording. So it, of course, is happening next Wednesday. Um, So we will have to, you know, consider how we want to handle that. If we want to change nights, if we want to skip a week, um, we can figure that out. But uh, yeah. Nope, I'm all confused now because I, you know, had to make an edit, which I usually don't do. And now I'm flustered. Um, Doc Manson, you sexy beast. Actual Dr. Jeremy, how dare you? Indeed. I'm glad I talked bad about war games on one of my podcasts. I'm glad I talked bad about war games. (laughs) They shouldn't all be standing outside the ring. It's stupid. Uh, Anything else you'd like to say? Before we head out to that good If you'd like to have your thoughts read on the air, send us an email, podcast at ddtwrestling.com. I would love to read it. Uh, head on over to ddtwrestling.com, ddtpod.com, or to your podcast repository of choice. You can listen to our entire back catalog of just glorious, entertaining, fun-filled episodes of this here program. And finally, if you like what you've heard, and how could you, head on over to patreon.com forward slash DDT wrestling to send just a little bit of financial support to DC and Doc. It helps us keep the lights on and this crazy podcast train a chug a lug a lugan. Here's Doc Manson. At Doc Manson. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. 
Thank you for joining us for 290 episodes. Thanks to Brent. Thanks to Mitchell. Thanks to Brandon. Thanks to Jeremy. Thanks to Glenn. And a special thank you to one Mr. Rich Brownstein. Until we meet again, my friends, won't you be our bestie?